Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Cyber for Humans podcast. My name is Daniel. And mine is William. Let's get started. Today, let us explore the topic of identity and privacy. In the last episode, we talked about how we've converged in the digital world as proxies for our identities, such as email addresses protected by passwords and our phone numbers. Well, what happens if you lose control of those proxy representations of who we are? What makes up your identity and what is it actually worth to you? I guess, William, um, say what happens if your email gets compromised and you're no longer in control of your email, your primary email account? That would be a huge headache uh, because so many of the, the services that I've, I'm subscribing to uses the, my email, at least my main email, as the primary means of contact. So you got things like banks, um, real estate agents, all the way to uh, the government. Uh, for example, in Australia, my gov, you know, the government services like tax, uh, tax services, um, healthcare services. So yeah, um, that's probably be a huge uh, headache and a lot of effort to to actually resolve. Uh, yeah, definitely is uh, a bit of a challenge. I mean, practically, like coming to think about it, as you have mentioned, right, like. All these services, which you used to, you know, you could show up and you could go like, "Hey, by the way, here's my um, photo ID." These days, you could you you do a lot of these transactions online via, say, your primary email address. You have these conversations with people, and and with your bank, uh, you could, you know, close your bank account by sending an email. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, like communicating with a landlord like that's probably via email as well like a real estate agent i'm i don't know like it it almost feels like that mailbox is just the proxy of who we are a representation of it basically to use to manage our money or even get jobs like when was the last time uh you know at the last job that you got was that done exclusively over emails, like the contracts and all that? Yeah, especially in 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 this uh, COVID nine, you know, COVID nineteen era, uh, I have signed multiple contracts, and the, it's all over email. You know, it's just it's just not tenable to rock up to the offices and say, hey, you know, pass me the contract and I'll sign it in front of you, in front of a witness and all that. And so, yeah, um, it's, the email does represent me quite a fair bit and I'm not sure, I'm not uh, surprised if, you know, for, for most people, uh, even if you use like multiple emails, it's all going to come back to your email account or your phone number, right? Yeah. And basically, it's a proxy for your own reputation and trust. Even attending, like receiving court, court files. If you if you do to go to court, or you execute legal 
requirements, right? Um, like as you just mentioned, uh, signing contract, you received that and you sent that uh, email. Let's just say, you know, your email got hijacked <clears throat> and um, um, they decided to request a loan from your bank under your name, from your email address, which already has a established relationship. That. Yeah. Well, Oof. from what I've heard, thankfully, most of the time, uh, what these this, uh, malicious parties tend to do is just use your email to to serve as a uh, launch pad to, to scam other people so they can trace it back to to them. So, which is... Um, and the scams are, are not, you know, things like that can land you in jail for years, but it's really annoying because uh, your right now your identity is being used to harm other people, and, and that might cause sort of a, a men, sort of mental stress on your part when you realize that oh they've used it to scam my auntie uh, for five fifty thousand dollars. And that creates a lot of um, distrust, even between your, uh, you know, family. And it, it becomes like the kid who cried wolf, right? So if something does really happen, something really bad does happen, can people trust that your communication with them is genuine, right? And that becomes, I think, fundamentally a, a stab in the fabric of society itself and our relationships with the people close to us that we keep in touch via email. Um but you know um fundamentally we are also you know systems are not really quite set up um to manage if let's just say an email address was hijacked like you could you could change your phone you can forget your password and you can reset your password but you know with all these impacts if let's just say your email address got hijacked how do you change your email address for your bank <laughs> if you no longer like there are some processes uh, like there was a bank that's at it's like hey can you please send us with an email from your email address to confirm that uh, you are in possession of this email address it's like what <laughs> yeah it can be quite quite ridiculous sometimes especially if it's not designed properly um, but I think most systems now rely on two or more separate uh identities as in uh, particulars like you know, if you don't have your email you can recover it using your phone number um, the, the the pain is when you lose both right so if you just imagine if you don't have your uh, access to your phone number and also your email is you're gonna have a huge task ahead of you to to convince everybody hey this is me okay so um, I it is possible to lose both of them and you got to trust me and you got to dig out all your uh, identity documents like passports and birth certificates and stuff like that, which is not very fun. Yeah, but also like to a certain extent, committing crimes in a person's name or fraud in a person's name, it can be pretty damaging to your credit score, to your reputation and so on and so forth. And unfortunately, um, I'll, I think you earlier on mentioned that... Um, it's typically used to scam other people. Actually, not quite. Uh, yes, as a later stage thing, but a lot of scams these days have evolved to basically monetize that individual, right? So 
there increasingly um, what can you do with that if you are a good gateway to other people of higher value then sure but other than that what can you monetize if let's just say you know you you have you have a good sizable amount of uh, funds in your bank account because hey you're receiving monthly you know statements from your bank and they can look at it and go like oh okay well, that's that's a good few good big g's there um, <laughs> right let's 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 get that why 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 attempt to monetize uh someone else when i have a quick payday here right yeah of course so, of course there is that. Yeah, it's, and, it's just that recently you know i i keep getting uh, messages on Facebook from my relatives that oh everybody if if you get a message from me uh, please from this email please ignore because it's not me you know it's just every month I guess that's that sort of uh, yeah. message from them it's pretty annoying yeah it, it definitely is annoying but the, the thing is what else do have they gotten into who else have they emailed right and how would like that's you on the receiving end as the, as the annoyance but if you were that person and the thing the scary thing is like volunteering and helping out uh various organizations and individuals who have actually suffered a data breach and hearing stories of people who have directly been the uh victims of cyber crime where their accounts got hijacked right literally this kind of cases happening um, somebody uh, I, I I know lost access to all their email addresses, lost their phone numbers because very quickly they emailed the phone company and went like, hey, by the way, I lost my SIM card. Could you please send me a new one to this address? Uh, I'm staying from my vacation home right now, so I'm not at my usual address. Please send me that SIM card. Right? You lose access to your phone. You lose access to your email. Now, practically, uh, let's be honest, like how many banks and financial, uh, like serious organizations, like your interactions with government uh, basically sends you an SMS to give you a second factor, right? So now you've lost your phone, you've lost your email. They basically have your life your digital life, anything you can do, they can do. Um, and let's be honest, you probably would have have some forms in there in your email that basically tells the attacker all the information they need about your bank account, like your date of birth that you gave the bank, right? Your mother's maiden name your the street you grew up your pet's name right how many times have we heard those questions that quote-unquote security questions uh, where like let's be honest it's just on facebook and how do you change that with scammers targeting as you've mentioned scammers targeting personal information what is the, the 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 user experience like of resolving that? How do you prove that? Uh, I helping people go through some of this. It's just mind-bogglingly impossible. Nobody nobody actually thinks about 
what happens if somebody no longer is in control of their email address and nobody believes that even credit agencies don't so uh, like you have to convince them and it's like yeah how do i know that you're not a scammer <laughs> right the irony of that somebody trying to recover from a scam being called a scammer um yeah that's that's the that's actually a constant uh customer experience issue where if you're trying to put up a lot of roadblocks to 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 deter the scammers um every time if you have a genuine case you're just going to make that person more miserable by a large factor um so yeah it is really mind-boggling how how stressful it can be and it, it now it, it's not impossible to resolve them uh, it just takes a lot of time and mental uh, stress and you need to take time off your work and you know just worry about your financials worry about your communications you have to get a new number yeah is that I think many people do not think about the the whole uh, dimension of of that mental anxiety that you can, that, you know, someone who lost an their identity can suffer from. Now, um, one of the biggest issue is um, the, you know, losing or exposing your passwords, right, Daniel? So, uh, and if you, one of the easiest way of losing your email address is just basically someone having you know, getting a hold of your passwords and um, we're having so many services nowadays we you know probably have a few dozen passwords out there before the for example the uh, food delivery uh, applications to banks to whatever or any service that you sign up for you, you have passwords so how do we protect ourselves then well, um, that's where we need to use a mechanism like a password manager, I'd say, uh, to protect ourselves. Really, as you've mentioned, right, getting uh, getting your email compromised um, via your passwords, well, that's, uh, that's a very real problem because, well, your email address is out there. Uh, you give your email address practically to anywhere that you sign up. And, well, they're keeping it safe. But let's every other day these days, we hear of some data breach, some hack happened, right? And, like, we, we hear about Ashley Madison getting breached. We hear about Facebook getting breached. Um, so that information is definitely out there. Your email address is likely out there. Um, so all they need to do is guess your password. And let's, I guess how much do you reuse your password right um do you use the same password everywhere or do you have like okay this is my more secure password because this is my bank but is this shared amongst multiple banks what happens if you know one of the banks accidentally dropped your customer files out of the back of a truck <laughs> right um, like a certain bank did in Australia, right? Um, what happens then? 
Yeah, so that's a huge boo-boo. Uh, definitely a risk. People start screaming. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite amazing how uh, that can actually happen. You know, you're printing passwords, putting them in text files. Uh, it's just mind-blowing. You know, they don't understand um, the effects on, on the users, on our customers, when, when that that happens like dropping off a truck that's just insane right so uh, like inevitably uh it's not an if but a when your password will get exposed right so if you're using the same password over and over again across multiple sites inevitably that password will get exposed so uh that's why you need to have unique passwords if let's just say every single site you signed up for um, you use unique passwords. Well, if your account got breached, that limits the impact to just that. Think about it this way, right? If you use the same key for every single house, right? And somebody lost, it, let's just say the same key for every single house in an apartment block, right? If somebody lost their key and dropped it, like say at the front or somewhere, right? Um, now, whoever who picks up that key has access to every single unit. Ah, oh, that's a bit of a problem. But if every single apartment block had unique keys or every single house has unique keys, well, that means that if somebody loses their key, the person who picks up that key can only open one unit. Much safer, right? Um, and which wouldn't you be mad if you found out that you shared the same key with every single other of your neighbors? <laughs> right? How, how safe would you feel? Yeah, I mean, well, we could have, uh, if that happens, we could have a very, one very big jolly party, I guess, everybody going to each other's house. But, uh, yeah, it's because we have so many different types of services, like crucial important ones and you've got throwaway applications you know it's the ones that you make just to get like ten dollars off something uh, if you use the same password yeah yes that's not a good idea at all at all so what so how can a password protector actually or password manager um, help us then yeah, so the, a password manager helps uh, alleviate the problem of password reuse. So what you do, do with, say, a password manager, well, uh, a well-known one, so make sure you pick something that you can trust, like, you know, going to a trustworthy locksmith, right? Um, you It generates new keys for you, uh, new passwords for you, so you, you don't have to remember them, and that's, a password manager just keeps track of that uh, for you. So when you go to a new website, you just copy paste them over or it automatically enters uh, the password for you when you go to that visit that website. And because password manager, uh, a password manager automatically generates, a good password manager will automatically generate you a new password. Well, it really doesn't matter how long or complicated that password is because it just automatically fills up, fills that up for you, making it just easy to have really strong passwords like you don't have to oh okay i need 
uppercase, lowercase, special characters, numbers. Oh, what the heck? Like, I can't come up with a password. Yeah, yeah, screw it. Just let the password manager deal with it, right? Generate that random character, drop that in. It remembers it for you. And all you need to do is go to the website. If you install the right plugin uh, that comes with your password manager, it should fill that up for you and goodbye password reuse. So what that means is that if let's just say your password gets breached, that website gets attacked and loses your password or tells you to change the password, you don't have to think about a new password. Just go into the password manager and say, change my password, like generate the new password, change that password and you're done. You don't even have to think about the password anymore or remember the password at all. And hopefully that solves the password reuse problem and gives you unique keys for every single room. Yeah, just to co-opt your earlier uh, analogy, so a password manager would be like carrying around a lockbox full of keys to all your different houses. Um, and you only need that one key to open the lockbox. Is that right? Yes. So just remember that one key to open the lockbox and think about it as this magical, your lockbox is this magical thing which can create new keys on the fly for you, right? And if you put in that magical golden key or, it, you know, you, you bring the lockbox to the door lock, right? It'll, it'll identify which key is needed, raise you the key, and you just put it in and use it. You don't even need to remember which key it was. It'll know which key is appropriate, put it in. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, however, you know, as you know, there are people who don't use password managers and um, they have certain reservations. Mm-hmm. You know, things like putting all your keys in one lockbox. Um, yeah. You know, what if the lockbox gets stolen? Uh, if someone has your... What, what happens if someone steals your magic key? They have mm-hmm. Or your golden key, uh, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have access to all, the entire lockbox. So that right. is one one concern. And yeah, so, so what do that, you think? That's definitely a very valid concern, right? Like putting... Like we've been... <laughs> We've been told that putting all your eggs in one basket, it's uh, not a great idea from childhood, right? Like, never put all your eggs in one basket. Come on. Um, But at the same time, what we have here is um, at least it's in one basket and you can watch that basket and protect that basket back up, right? Um, Because... So, okay, first and foremost, selecting a really strong password for your password manager, that password should not be used anywhere else. So what that means is that um, the probability of compromise of that password is going to be very rare if you don't reuse that password anywhere else. Um, And for password managers, right, that's why you go for a reliable one something like one pass, last pass, Bitwarden. Uh, those are very well-known uh, password managers which have been security audited. They have transparency logs. They have all the um, professionals constantly hammering at them. So you know that they do quite a good job at making sure that your lockbox is safe, right? Um it's also 
think about that from a risk perspective, right? Uh, using the same key everywhere, is that a higher risk of somebody accidentally losing the key or, you know, somebody coming for your lockbox? And you can keep an eye on that one lockbox, right? So that's just a change in, slight change of perspective and just use the password manager because it is easier to remember, easier to manage, and you can have better hygiene across the board, reducing your risk of something really bad happen. And if something really bad happens, like, you know, your password manager gets uh, popped, obviously, then uh, that's an issue and that's an existential issue for that password manager. Um, like, it's a fair question because there is a password manager called Password State that got their password manager compromised. Um, and it's basically an existential problem for them now. Like, you basically just move everything off and move to a different lockbox. <laughs> like, any safe, right? Like, if you find that a safe has been cracked and, like, it's it's bad, uh, you, you buy a new safe. You move your stuff from one safe to the next. So, pretty much the same stuff. Yeah, Does definitely. I, yeah, of course. Uh, okay. I do agree. Now, um, before we had this discussion, you know, because I know that we are, we'll be talking about uh, password managers and all that. I did go around and sign up to a few password managers uh, just to see what, apart from the one I'm using, just to see what it's like if I lost my password to the password manager, it, what it's like to um, sign up to existing websites that I've been using for a while now and now I have to put it into, into the password manager. Uh, in terms of the, the user experience, because that's what I've, I do and um, by and large it's not that difficult uh, to, to use however I think they can be streamlined a bit better especially when you're trying to uh, you know let's say your password manager is on fire and then you want to translate all of that to a new password manager that would take quite a fair bit of effort um, right so because yeah. you're moving from one yeah. lockbox to another lockbox yeah yeah I, I, I mean like Likewise with any other, you know, um, like any system, right? Yeah. You'd have to still move stuff if things are on fire. So if let's just say a website got breached, uh, any website, the likelihood of a website getting breached versus your password manager getting breached, the, the, the website would probably have a higher likelihood. In if you use that same password across the board, then, well, that's a problem. But um, if let's just say you lost your, I guess one of the things that you were kind of um, asking about there is let's just say you forgot your password for your password manager, right? Um, at, at least you have, um, you, you could write down that password and put it in a physical safe, right? Think of a really good password, put it in a physical safe. That is that works, right? And what that allows you to do at the same time, it gives you two things. So the, the beauty of using a password manager, it gives you an asset list, right? A list of all the things that, all the accounts that you have signed up for. Um, so that you can keep track of it. You don't have to remember, you, go, you don't have to go like, uh, did I have that account again? 
or you know if let's just say you need it to pass on those details to someone else you will have them all in one place so it makes a really handy list of all the stuff that you have right but the second handy thing about that is that if let's just say one of the challenges with um, a lot of our lives going online is also the question about mortality and succession right if let's just say something happens to you who has access to identify all the accounts that you've created that are part of you all the stored up assets and wealth and stuff that you have accumulated online that is important to you right uh, you could have um, various bank accounts you could have various stock brokering accounts right where are those how do you access those accounts right with a password manager you could just write down that password keep it in your bank uh, your, your vault your safe or with your lawyer uh, in your as part of your will right put in a sealed envelope hand it over to, to, to the lawyer executing your will and it's like yeah I just remember one password one really strong password for life and that is now part of my will uh, I think we can reasonably trust um, the lawyer and our personal vaults uh, in real life uh, because, you know, an attacker, digital attacker can't quite get to that. So that also gives you the opportunity to hand off your digital assets, your digital accounts to your spouse, to your kids in the event something really dramatic happens and they need to get access to those things like maybe your insurance policy because you are now in the hospital and you need to access your health insurance right yeah i mean that's a really good concept um and something really important to think about but i can already imagine you having two lock boxes one with all the wealth and good accounts and another one with all the naughty bits uh, that you don't want anyone to see and you know you, one obviously the former you put it in your will so that your your <laughs> kin your next of kin can get all the goodies and then the other lockbox with all the depths and everything you probably eject it into the sun um, with a dead man's switch or something like that <laughs> yeah no I, I I honestly agree like there there, there needs to be a dead man switch for certain uh certain lock boxes but uh well we'll get there right so i guess this is the, this is another example of uh better should not be the enemy of perfect uh, sorry uh perfect should perfect. not be the enemy of yeah. good right of better so let's do something better it doesn't mean like you know just because you can't live in a militarized fort right doesn't mean that you don't live in a house and you decide to live on the street because i don't have a fort so therefore I decide to be completely unsafe, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite true. Now, what about um, privacy? You know, password. We, we talked about passwords. We talked because uh, we talked about identity, and, and going a bit one level up. You know, from password is. All your other details, like you mentioned, um, bank accounts, mother's maiden name, uh, addresses, phone numbers, and not talking about 
attack vectors like like scams and hackers, but just day to day surfing, browsing, you know, we, every instance of, of that being online and logging into a certain website, you do um, present a lot of cookies, you know, to, to different websites and that deals and that pertains to, to the kind of concept of privacy, right? So um, what do you think about that? I think like, let's, let's clarify something. I think the media has gotten, um, the term hacker is uh, quite wrong. Hackers are individuals trying to make something perform an unintended function. Um, so let's let's just stick to the word attackers so that there's no ambiguation between uh, people trying to make the world a better place and build <laughs> stuff. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, with regards to privacy, uh, definitely, you know, there is the... Uh, we're challenge that we have with the internet these days is that we overshare right um and a lot of and as i was alluding to earlier in this conversation uh we had like a lot of the things that are security questions that your bank or your phone company or your landlord might ask you right um, to prove your identity are basically on your Facebook for a lot of people, right? What's your mother's maiden name? Well, you're friends with your mother and your mother would probably have, you know, you probably are friends with your mother on Facebook because it'll be super awkward if you're not. Uh, mm. <laughs> or, or she'll make it a bit awkward <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know people who, who don't friends their their immediate friend, family, and and even best friends because they yeah. don't want to put everything up there. Yeah, but, you know, there are some, like, a lot of people don't, uh, but yeah. there's a lot of people who do, yep. right? Um, and it's not going to be hard to draw those connections because you're seeing, like, you know, parents commenting on your pictures of your kid or, you know, something of that ilk, right? Or your graduation, and, oh, yeah, congratulations, amazing. You know, like, it's 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 easy to draw those connections. So you have your mother's maiden name. What's your first pet? You know, that, that Facebook photo or your tweet about, oh, miss my first pet picture. Miss whatever your pet name is. Well, that's your pet. That's your security question gone. Um, and all of this is just there on the internet. It's like posting your security questions on a billboard outside your house, right? So, well, that's a bit uh, concerning, right? And and we have given up a lot of that um, in exchange for using a lot of social media, a lot of apps for free. And that is uh, a bit of a concern because it's when we are talking about privacy, right? Um, You don't want to share your password because it's for security. There is also reasons why you don't want, if let's just say you were looking up, um, I I, I think like if let's just say you were looking up, uh, I don't know, a health issue, right? You are researching coronavirus. You don't want your, or what are the symptoms of coronavirus? And like, that's, that's, that's very topical these days, but um, 
you don't want your credit agencies or insurance provider to be making decisions on your premiums or whether to allow or deny you a claim, right? Should because of what you search, you could be curious. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, um, like what? Now, there's so many services that actually go and uh, search your social media nowadays, and it's so easy and so many tools out there, um, especially with scripts and, and bit of a machine learning agents. Like for example, um, it was a company who who uses these sort of tools for recruitment, right? So they look through their uh, Twitter feed um, to see whether that candidate is the right has the right aptitude, so to speak. Um, and, and this can be quite concerning because you know whatever you that means whatever you do online is there. And it's exposed, like you said. Um, and also, you know, with, with all this um, movements, with your movements through the through all the websites, you know, different services from Instagram to Snapchat to um, to purchasing a car and purchasing oranges, a lot of those tracking, you know, just goes to those very few large companies, and they have such a good picture of what you do is. And the thing is, you know, is it worth the convenience? Because in the past five, ten years, apparently the answer is yes, because we, we're new to the social media. Uh, we, it's, you know, we want to use all these different services. Um, like Facebook is going to push ads to their Oculus Rift. Just mentioned in VR, you know, and, and that's why they are they have started banning uh, ghost accounts. Yeah, so uh, you you know you, you can see what what the trajectory is going to be like. Yeah, so should you be penalized for being curious, right? Uh, should you be penalized for should you be denied a job if let's just say, oh, you know, uh, as part of that whole recruitment thing. They looked up and was like, oh, this person is spending, uh, you know, four hours outside of work on social media or gaming or, you know, uh, insert this thing that I probably has nothing to do with me. Or, oh, this person likes crochet. <laughs> like, uh, okay, uh, crochet. Mm. <laughs> yeah, may not yeah, be yeah. a cultural fit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like should 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 that really be what it is? Like should, is that the world that you want to live in? Like we 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 laugh about things like the show Big Brother, right? Um but how would you feel if anyone could purchase a live like a live feed aggregated feed about, you know, you following you around with camera? right um, and could find out all the intimate details of all the things that you've done and make past judgment on you based on snapshots of your life yeah so the thing is they could probably do that to a very good degree at, at this moment it's not it's not a future you know, it's not a future threat um, they have so much data they've been harvesting for the past few years because people using Facebook they don't really care uh, as in they don't at first, in the first place they don't even know that all this is happening. 
um, even though you know the service is free, you know you're supposed there's going to be a, a value exchange, so to speak, right? So yeah, the product, right? <laughs> as yeah, exactly. So they are harvesting your data for a reason, and whether the, that reason is malicious or not, right? So you you're saying crocheting, it could be something a bit more serious, like religion or political views, politics, and and that really comes into you know a very serious area where oh because. I have this sort of views. I am not fit. Uh, I don't really fit in your company, and that goes into the legal frameworks and stuff like that, like uh, discriminations, and get get very messy. Yeah, I mean, we we've already seen this thing, and and yeah, and 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 we've seen this happen, and we've seen them, we've seen this kind of data being used to create inside riots, right, um, and. Like Cambridge Analytica, uh, influencing politics, doing micro-targeting. That, how comfortable do we feel about things like that as a society? Now, that was used for political gain. Um, how about, you know, something closer? Vaccinations. What happens if they turn that machine around and say, you know, decide to do a war on that. Um, ugh. That's a big problem. And targeting you and knowing detailed, intimate things and, and how to push buttons in the right way to make you react. Well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's why recently there's been a lot of push towards transparency uh, with data, which is something in the right direction however it's it's like trying to change the direction of your ship by uh putting some you know by just blowing on on a different direction with your mouth you're not going to do much um like for example with facebook they 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 actually release a feature where users can see how how data actually get you know how the recommendations actually derive from what sort of data that uh facebook obtained from you and is uh, i mean are, are users going to look through all that all the time no you know it's yeah. that's basically a few minutes gone for every post you're not going to do that what are you and what are you putting out there right yeah because you know like you may you may you may be going through like your angsty teen phase, right? And you know you you are passionate about certain things right now. Uh, should you be judged based on that for the rest of your life? Should you know your your decision to um, attend a concert and you took some pictures at a certain concert and you shared it on social media, right? Should you be judged for that twenty years down the road? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So and, you you might get. Okay, you you received this post uh, because five years ago you said this. Yeah. You know, then you go like, did I? I don't even remember. That's like a whole different, you know, uh, yeah. part of my life. And, and why are you, you know, giving me this kind of stuff now? Um, so yeah, I I do think it's it's very uh, interesting area to to figure out how we can make this more transparent and also and who, grow. yes and who has the levers right who's in control of all that 
So yeah. Yeah. And, and that people grow and people change and yes. you know, society change. Hmm. Uh, cultures change. Um, and really taking out the whole thing out of context. Um, you know, does that mean that we should every everything should be static forever? Uh, should you know we not should we have the right to change our minds when presented with new information? Should we learn from our mistakes? Should we be judged for our mistakes that we have learned from? Well, uh, with the lack of privacy, you would have the opportunity to do that because you'd be cancelled, right? Yeah, I guess the the most basic question here is: Should people have all those data? Which I think the ship might have sailed. Um, yeah. To be frank, but you know, the whole concept of data privacy is uh, you own your own data, right? So, is you should be in control of who can keep them, who can view them. That's why you know you have GDPRs and stuff like that. But but yeah, this it's. But also, you know, making decisions, right? Like decisions that you need to make whether you're comfortable doing this. Don't just put it off because, okay, this is the world that we live in. It means that there is nothing we can do about it. Um, Laws just passed in the US to celebrate Juneteenth. And I think that is amazing push uh, from the time, you know, uh, when freedoms like that were not even possible it inches bit by bit and people have rallied and all of that so i think there is there is definitely possibility for change uh, a lot of amazing people have done a lot of amazing things especially in the last couple of years we just need to collectively i guess take back control of our reputation and rebuild our trust in systems and that you know the trust in organizations to do the right thing and that we need to be more privacy focused we sh- it should not be weird when you know as an organization uh, if a user comes up or as a user it should not be weird for you to just go like hey i'm using a pseudonym that's okay and in australia for a lot of things did you know that in australia it's a right under the privacy act to use a pseudonym that's what i've been doing <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> which right? is what I've been doing yeah. yeah and so yeah like don't be afraid to just use a pseudonym people and we we need to start you know normalizing that and say hey it's a pseudonym yeah uh, yeah yes but when you have things like you know uh, Facebook banning you if you make two accounts or banning you if you make an account and not being active uh, ghost accounts just to say use an Oculus Rift and you that's not very yeah. And, and I think Sorry, Facebook fun. needs to get on with the times, right? <laughs> um, but I guess, uh, yeah, I guess this is really a good point. We could go on forever about privacy, and I think, um, yeah, that's we'll probably you know have have a bit more to talk about that. Um, but I guess just to wrap things up, yeah, um, I think really we. We really need to get it. I guess this weekend, we need to look at getting a reputable well, reputable password manager and just start using that. Um, we did talk about, you know, the impact and the consequence of, you know, really losing your control of your identity. And a lot of that identity is protected by your password. 
yes. Mm -hmm. And the way we solve that is using password managers. Uh, it, it helps mitigate a bit of that risk. So that's why get a pass reputable password manager. Um, as an example, LastPass, OnePass, Bitwarden. Those are examples of some of the uh, more well-known ones out there. Then I think, think about what yep. you're actually giving up. Yep. And I guess the second point is try to consider if you're oversharing. Um, I know there's, there's always this temptation to put everything up on on Instagram or, or Facebook. I'm not saying that, okay, you shouldn't tell everybody what you had for dinner, um, but more like, you know, if you're signing for uh, for new services, um, you know, you can use a different email account or a throwaway email account or a pseudo name. You, know, you don't have to tell everybody exactly who you are. Um, you, you're not a ninja or anything like that. Just, you know, try and protect yourself. Yep. And be smart about that. And um, I guess this weekend, take some time to think about uh, what you've shared or any of the services you've used online. Would that come back to haunt you? Um, so I guess two, two key actions. Get a password manager, start using it. Um, progressively, you know, change your passwords using the ones generated with a password manager. And um, think about what your social, your, your social media and your public footprint is like. And what you could do better to improve your privacy. Um, I guess, any last thoughts, William? Nope, I think we covered that pretty well. Um, and next, the next uh, episode, we'll be talking about scams, I think. It'll be quite yeah. interesting one. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Uh, thanks, William. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. Okay, till next time. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.